So at this time, I ask everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 473. Wait. We have a, please be seated for the prayer. <laughs> Now please stand and join in singing hymn 473.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Almighty God, whose blessed apostles Peter and Paul glorified you by their martyrdom, grant that your church, instructed by their teaching and example, and knit together in unity by your spirit, may ever stand firm upon the one foundation, which is Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture 
and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. from Paul's second letter to Timothy. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our gospel hymn this morning is 552. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third and fourth after. So please stand and join in singing hymn 552. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lamb. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare asks the question, what is in a name? And the answer is, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. I don't think Shakespeare was up on ancient Jewish understanding that a name defines and limits. And for this reason, an ancient Jew reading the Torah, when coming to the letters YHWH, that's a transliteration, would merely skip over the word because to name God is to limit God. And the God we believe in has no limits. I bring this up because today we celebrate the feast of St. Peter and Paul, and more importantly in that, our patronal saint, our patronal saint Peter himself. And I have to ask this question, how has being named after St. Peter affected us? How has it defined us in our history of 153 years? Because while we can claim that we named our church St. Peter's by the sea, because St. Peter just happened to be a fisherman, and we are conveniently located although maybe not so conveniently today, by the sea, being two blocks away. But our forebears and creators of this congregation could have chosen from a handful of other saints. How about James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also fishermen. But they chose Peter, the disciple who as history tells us, the gospel and acts took primacy over the other disciples after the ascension of Jesus. So who is Peter? Who is our namesake? And how does that define us as a congregation? I still remember from well over 30 years ago, Dean Anand, while dean of Berkeley Divinity School at Yale and a former interim rector here at St. Peter's giving a sermon about St. Peter and basically defining Peter as a joyful bumbler. Because if you look at the Gospels, you realize that as passionate as Jesus was, as Peter was about serving Jesus, and about his trust in God, he kept tripping over basically his own shoes. For example, when Peter is in the boat and sees Jesus coming across the water, Peter, in his excitement, says, I want to do that too, steps out of the boat, takes a step, and realizes, I can't do this and down he goes like a stone. At the top of Mount Tabor, when 
in the presence of the transfiguration, Moses and Elijah. Peter is awestruck. He wants to hold on to that time and decides the best thing to do is, well, build a few shelters. We can savor the moment forever. Not quite the point of that moment. And even after recognizing who Jesus is, and declaring him as the first, as the Messiah, the Anointed One, when Jesus begins immediately afterwards speaking of his execution, Peter argues with him. And we hear those fateful and hurtful words, Get behind me, Satan. He was a man who was passionate about his faith. He was a man who was passionate about serving Jesus and keeping Jesus on that pedestal as a great and wonderful rabbi. So when Jesus offered to take on that lowly role of washing his feet, Peter said no, until Jesus explained, but you have to let me do this. And then it was not just my feet, Lord, wash all of me. And despite his denials to Jesus, at the Last Supper, Jesus' prophecy comes through, and in his greatest moment of despair on the cross and in trial, Peter denies Jesus three times, literally turning his back on the one he followed and claimed true fidelity to when his own life was threatened. Yes, Peter was passionate in faith, he was upfront and passionate about serving. But the Peter of the Gospels is one who always seemed to come up short at kind of that opportune moment. But he's so wonderfully like you and me. As I thought about Peter today, I realized he's every man. He's each and every one of us when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our walk with Christ, convinced and sure in the easy times that we will follow him till the death. But when challenges arrive, somehow we just can't hold it together. But that's Peter of the Gospels. The one whose name means rock, upon whom the church is to be built. And so as we flip the page on the Gospels and into Luke's sequel, the book of Acts, all of a sudden we discover a totally different Peter. We discover a Peter who is confident, who is basically willing to confront the religious authorities and the elders of Jerusalem's church. He is the one who is taking the church on the front line. So much of what Paul is credited for Peter actually did first. It is the Peter of Acts who breaks with Jewish tradition and commits scandal. When not only does he accept the hospitality of Simon the Tanner, a Gentile, but even allows himself to go into the home of Simon the Tanner. 
It is Peter who confronts the religious authority over the death of Jesus and proclaiming who Jesus is. And it is Peter who hears and listens to the voice of God, who when working through the controversy with the church over opening the doors to Gentiles or not, hears God tell him that nothing he has created is unclean. And it is Peter who in conversation and counsel with Paul before the people supports and guides changes for the church that opens the door and makes it easy for the Gentile populations to enter by eliminating or softening dietary laws and the need for circumcision in order to enter into the church. But where did he find this confidence? What changed Peter from the Peter of the Gospels to Peter post-ascension? I think Luke gives us that story in today's passage. Here is the resurrected Jesus at breakfast with the disciples. And there is Peter, the one who has denied him. Who, as I said earlier this year, I questioned whether he was sitting there wondering, is he going to rebuke me? Is he going to talk to me? Is he going to cast me out? And to his surprise, finds that Jesus does now the same. With every do you love me, every denial is wiped away. With every do you love me, Peter is reinstated to tend and care for the sheep of God. With every do you love me, Peter experiences perhaps for the first time the totality of what Jesus was about and continues to be about today. Grace and forgiveness. It is so easy to talk about grace and forgiveness as this wonderful thing. But when it moves from being an intellectual experience to that of the heart, to a true experience, then there's something totally and fully transforming. Something that gives us a great sense of depth and confidence in what Jesus was about and why we are called to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Peter was a man of great passion. He was passionate about his faith, as we at St. Peter's are passionate about our own faith. Peter was passionate about the forming community of the church and worked as a unifier in his time, as the church became a mix of Gentile and Jew. In the same way, we at St. Peter's are passionate about the community that is this congregation 
as we seek and find ways to continue to be unified even in times of division. And Peter was passionate about serving his Lord in the same way that we here at St. Peter's are passionate about serving our Lord in the way we care for those who are less fortunate and marginalized here in Narragansett and South County, and in the way we strive and work together to proclaim the word and the love of God to the world through our actions and through our words. So what is in a name? It is what defines us. It is what makes us who we are in terms of our identity. And it is in being named St. Peter that we follow the footsteps of our patron in upholding our core values of faith, community, and service. Amen. Please stand and join in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the holy church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love and be found without fault at the day of your coming. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Michael, our presiding bishop, for Nicholas, our own bishop, for all bishops and other ministers, and for all the holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our divisions may cease and that all may be one as you and the Father are one, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who do not yet believe and for those who have lost their faith, that they may receive the light of the gospel 
we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in positions of public trust, especially Joseph, our president, and Daniel, our governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who live and work in this community, especially those who staff our hospitality industry and those whose work is on the sea, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a blessing upon all human labor and for the right use of the riches of creation, that the world may be freed from poverty, famine, and disaster, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor, the prosecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, for those who are present and for those who are absent, that we may be delivered from hardness of heart and show forth your glory in all that we do, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our enemies and those who wish us harm, and for all whom we have injured or offended, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have commended themselves to our prayers, for our families, friends, and neighbors, that being freed from anxiety, that they may live in joy, peace, and health, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer for Brooke and Kristen Connell, Anne Considine, and David and Anne Constantino, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for Jane and Larry Wilson, who are celebrating 50 years of marriage, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer for St. Peter's by the Sea, Narragansett, and St. Peter and St. Andrew's Providence, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the communion of your church, and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints, they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, our patron Peter and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To you, O Lord our God. And this morning I ask your prayers, both of thanksgiving and concern, for Theo Hines, born this week, and grandchild of Susan and John Hines, that he may grow in vigor and strength and graduate from the NICU to go home. I also ask your prayers for a unifying of this country, that we may somehow put our divisions aside and seek a moderate and middle ground and find balance once again among us. And I ask your prayers for all who are victims of violence, who have been forced to flee from their homes and from their countries, that they may find refuge and new places in which to rebuild their lives. And we give thanks this day for 153 years of ministry as St. Peter's by the Sea. For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. 
Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I invite everyone to please be seated. There is much good news here specific to St. Peter's today. First, as our patronal feast day, it marks our 153rd anniversary, if I'm doing my math right, from one... 69 to 2022, or 1869 to 2022, it comes out about 153, so that's good news. I don't have Cindy here to correct me, so I'm just going to declare it <laughs> and go from there. Uh, also, um, we have other good news. A warm welcome to the beloved Father Rafino and Barbara, who are here today with us. They've moved back into the area, so we're glad to welcome them back. And it's wonderful to know that I have more reinforcements in the congregation to help out and back me up. So it's great to have. Russ, you couldn't have gotten here soon enough. I got a whole list for you. So uh, we're getting ready. Also, there's ice cream after church. That's even better news. So there's ice cream social on the front lawn immediately following the service. And thank you to everyone who is helping put that together this morning. And now for the final piece of good news. On Friday, the CDC declared that we are now in a low-risk environment when it comes to COVID. That is going to allow us some more freedoms that I promised to you early on. Uh, the choir will continue to mass through today, and then we'll see where we're at in September. But it does mean that we can come to the rail and receive communion at the rail for the first time in, I think, over three years. So we will begin receiving at the rail. I am asking, however, that we continue with the practice of intinction or dipping at this point in polling the 8 o'clock service, which I assume will come out about the same here. Most ask that while we're coming to the rail, which is a huge move for us and kind of feeling a little risky there, um, to dip and sip out of the same cup really just put them over the top. So they've asked that we kind of hold off till the fall, and I think that seems prudent, and then we'll get back to receiving directly from the cup. We will be coming down for um, those who are not able to come up, so um, not to worry there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold your horses. Also, we're getting ready for the Christmas Bazaar. So start singing Christmas carols. 
and Elizabeth is anxious to say something. <laughs> yeah, just to reiterate, a bizarre meeting, I should explain, a Christmas bizarre meeting and breakfast will be held on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, and Father Craig is cooking, so what could be better? So please come and see if there's ways that you can help out and make this bazaar absolutely wonderful. A lot of great new ideas circulating. Uh, let's bring them to the table. And now's the time to begin planning. As long as we're talking about volunteers, there are a couple other sign-up sheets in the back of the church. First and foremost, we are still looking for volunteers to help out with next Sunday's service. I need an LEM. If I can't find an LEM, I can't give out wine because I don't have enough hands to make it. Thanks, Brian. Um, so that's taken care of. Thank you very much. Also, um, coming up on the 7th, it's a week from Thursday, is another in our Thursday evening pasta suppers put on by Chef Kent and Chef Cowie. Last, week, last month was fabulous. We have the best spaghetti sauce around. And so we do invite everyone to come down. It's free. We are taking a Goodwill offering. And I can bet you if there's leftover ice cream and fixings, that might be part of it. And we will end with a very brief compliment service to kind of bring it to a close. So everyone's invited. Um, there is a sign-up sheet back there for that. Also, there is sign-up sheets for, there's a sign-up sheet for flowers. We have a lot of gaps over the summer. So if you've got a consideration for flowers that you'd like to give in memory or Thanksgiving, or for the lamp, please take a moment and sign up in the back or call the parish office. And again, a reminder, because I saw them going around at 9 o'clock this morning, again at 10 o'clock, the CSOs are out in force. Central Street is by permit only. Please pick up your parking permit in the back of the church and have it prominently displayed on your dashboard. And that way they will pass over you. How's that for a biblical reference? Uh, it was worth a try. And not ticket you. There are a lot of other things going on. Gene Miller will be here on the 12th to present a third, a third talk in our series of conversations, Finding Balance in um, Uncertain Times. Uh, that will take place at 7 p.m. Bring friends, bring families. It will be talking about how to deal with the stressors all around you should be absolutely wonderful. And then we have a concert series starting on July 28th. It'll begin with a 60s, 70s music concert with Jody DeSalvo, Benny, and a special guest singer. Um, we are asking and still looking for corporate sponsors and individual patrons and sponsors of our music series. Your name gets advertised. You get free tickets to events. It should be a wonderful series. The first one is 60s and 70s. The next one is guitar with our friend at Wakefield Music, who everyone tells me is absolutely marvelous. And he will be the predominant force in that. And then finally in September, and this is our big one, really, Glenn Basham from Naples, Florida will be coming up. He is the concert master of the Naples Philharmonic, wonderful violinist. He and Jody put on a great show. If you can help out by being a patron or a sponsor, Wonderful, because our goal is to raise enough money ahead of time to be able to pay for our musicians their costs so that every ticket we sell, 100% of that money goes directly into providing food for the community market. If we're not busy enough, does anyone else have any other announcements that I may have forgotten? 
it's going to be a great and busy summer here at St. Peter's. So on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command all things came to be, 
the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile Earth, our island home. By your will, they were created and have their being. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us, you made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust and we turn against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood he reconciled us. By his wounds we are healed. Therefore, we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the spirit now bring before you these gifts sanctify them by your holy spirit to be the body and blood of jesus christ our lord on the night he was betrayed he took bread said the blessing broke the bread and gave it to his friends and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this, for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of his coming. Lord, God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God of our mothers, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. 
Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Before we enter into our final hymn this morning, just two acknowledgments that we should make or need to make this morning. One is a thank you to Beverly Clark for a wonderful year of floral arrangements and our two living beta fish at the altar this morning. So Beverly, thank you for your hard work this week. And if you would like to adopt a beta fish, just talk to Beverly and she can arrange that for you. Also, this is the last week for the choir and they go on hiatus for the next two months, come back after Labor Day. So I'd love to show a round of appreciation to all of our choir members for all their hard work and great work this year. So we thank you. And the next two weeks will be sans music because Tony finally, after how many years? <laughs> About three, is finally able to head out to um, his, on his European adventure that was planned three years ago. And so he's leaving this evening. So we list, wish him blessings and Godspeed while he's gone, that it may be restorative and wonderful and exciting. And we thank him for all of his hard work and look forward to his return in about three Sundays to come. So thank you, Tony. And the one thing I didn't announce earlier is that we do have vegan ice product to go with our ice cream. So please do not let dairy um, hold you back. And now let us stand and sing him 287 verses 1 through 4. <laughs> 